house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes, the house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rush, it felt like I rushed. was good, I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What up? What's on the ones and twos? Joseph Ascani. What's up? This is episode 179. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're going to recap a very profitable college football national championship. Just like years past, we will bet every single NFL playoff game, much like we did for bowl season. A couple things to get into uh, before we dive into all of that. First things first, hit subscribe wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You know the drill. Takes a second, helps us out a lot. A lot has happened since we last recorded. Um, the Saints managed to get a dominant win, and somehow Dennis Allen still managed to lose. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I... So, any Saints fan obviously knows what happens. The Saints go out and drop a 50-burger on the Falcons damn near. And the controversy... I put a video out about it. Um Got 60,000 views, but who's keeping track? The controversy begins when Tyron Matthew gets a near pick six. And so did he give himself up? Some people were saying they thought he might have gave himself up. Yeah, I don't up. know what he was doing. It I, looked funky. Yeah, maybe he hesitated. I don't know. I was like, did he run out of gas? And then it was like, okay, maybe he is going to try to score it. And so it, anyway, he gets tackled at the one-yard line. Dennis Allen calls victory formation, meaning we're going to take a knee. We're not going to punch it in against our arch rival, Atlanta Falcons. And then Jameis Winston had other plans. At least Jameis Winston has become the scapegoat of this controversy, although it seems that every player on the on the offense, on the field at the time, all agreed that they were going to give Jamal Williams his first touchdown of the season. The same Jamal Williams who had 18 touchdowns last year coming into week 17. He had zero. And up until the literal final play of the game, basically, had zero touchdowns. So they get in the they get in victory formation and then they uh they don't take a knee. They hand it to Jamal Williams. He scores the touchdown. Jameis goes crazy. And then Dennis Allen outed himself to the world as having no control over the team. <laughs> which was crazy. Oh, uh, I tweeted out, I was like, Dennis Allen's going to fuck around and win us back. At least me. I'm speaking mm-hmm. for myself, obviously. but So he's going to fuck around and have us back on the wagon. If you're going to do that, you're going to shove it down Atlanta's fucking throat. And then he comes out and fucking catfishes on it. He got bodied by Arthur Smith at midfield. Yeah. Which Arthur Smith's such a bitch. That was, well, he's like, why'd you got to fucking do that, man? Like, you pussy. Jesus Christ. Arthur Smith knew he was on his way out the door. He knew that was it. That was a wrap for him. So it's like, yeah, if we don't score that, or you think your fat ass is not going to get fired. So I can understand his frustration. And a lot of former players have come out and said that you, if you're going to do that, that's fine. Don't do it from the victory formation. What, what are your thoughts there? Get them how you can get them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. It's the easiest way to score. Yeah. Make them think we're not yeah. trying. <laughs> Yeah, no, fuck them all, dude. I remember the first away game I ever went to was Atlanta, and we lost. I remember it very well. Lattimore got a pick in that game. Uh, Drew Brees threw an interception. 
over the middle of the field. I think it was Deion Jones sealed the game. Um, as we're leaving, it takes forever to get out of that stadium. Dude, we got called everything, got shit thrown on us. They're putting their fingers in your fucking face as you're walking away. Like, legitimately, one, I, I, I mean, sure, I'm biased, I guess. I've never seen that happen in New Orleans. But, like, you're like, oh, I'm, we're not safe. Like, yeah. as, as you're leaving, you were just there. I don't know how. It wasn't bad. Well, it was bad for us. Um, so, fuck them. I, I, it, it's like Cam Jordan said. He was like, I wish we would have went for two. Like, it's the Atlanta Falcons. So, for you to get up there and go apologize, you apologize on Arthur Smith. He, he was in Atlanta for a fucking cup of coffee, and he won't be back. Like, why are you apologizing? Keep that shit in-house at the very least. Yeah. Keep that shit in-house. Don't let anybody know what just happened. And if you want to get rid of players, that's on you. Like, but don't let anybody know that they don't respect you. What the fuck? I literally was like, okay, no way. He's he's going to be back. He's going to be the coach. And then after that, I was like, there's a there's more of a percentage now that he won't be back that that happened. I do still think he's going to come back, unfortunately. But that opens the door for all the whatever you want to call it, insubordination. Like, yeah, they may they don't respect him. They don't respect him at all. They're probably going to get rid of a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Allen's a bitch. Dennis Allen's a lifetime loser. I've said it multiple times. The fact that we, it sounds like we're going to side with the coach and we're going to, it, it doesn't seem Marshawn Lattimore wants to play for Dennis Allen anymore. Marshawn Lattimore will probably be traded. Alvin Kamara, they've publicly disagreed at, at the post-game press conferences. Will Alvin Kamara still be here? I don't know. If they ship off all the cornerstone players of this resurgence that we had starting in 2017, if they ship all of them off and you ride with Dennis Allen, a lifetime loser who's never done a fucking thing in this league as a head coach, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Do you trust that they're going to lead some uh, valiant turnaround of the franchise? Yeah, I don't know what the plan is, you know? Like, after that, I don't know how you keep them. That's why people, yeah, no, that's why. You can't. You can't. Or you have to get rid of every fucking player. You got to start fresh. Yeah, because everybody came out defending. Yes, Jameis. every single. Nobody had a bad thing to say about him yeah. on the team. Did you see the post-game press conference? Or not not press conference, but in his locker. Yeah. Getting questioned. That was so funny. Yeah. Jameis is hilarious, dude. I used to despise Jameis when he was with the Buccaneers. I would I thought I almost bought his jersey. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Jameis is like a he's like Teddy Bridgewater, except he didn't do really much of anything. Mm-hmm. I understand the 14 touchdown, two interception, whatever. He was on he had a good stretch before he tore his ACL. But Teddy Bridgewater came in and played critical games in the midst of a what we thought could have been a Super Bowl season. Jameis Winston hadn't really done that much, but he is beloved yeah. by the fans. And he asked the guy, he was like he said, well, we, the, the reporter, I think it was Ed Daniels or whatever his name was, was like, we got to play him twice a year. He's like, we, we already played him twice. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, his season's over, you fucking idiot. He was like being so nice while also like being mm-hmm. like, you're a dumbass. And he's like, you would disagree with me or you disagree with the whole team? He's like, I disagree with the person who took the knee. Okay, so you disagree with the whole team. Just the way he was, I don't know, he's hilarious. Just the way he talks and navigates conversations. Like that video where he's like, it was just, it was pain everywhere. Like he's just, a, he's a strange individual. It, it definitely turned into a roast Jameis session, which I didn't like. People calling him 
like like the difference between a winner and a loser. That's a loser's mentality. Shannon Sharp saying he would cut him and blah blah blah. It wasn't his fucking decision solely. Clearly, obviously, is the final say. He's the quarterback, but it was also they apparently like they felt slighted for the fact that they kept sending Jameis out there to take the knees. I'm not entirely sure why, but I guess I don't I don't, I don't recall. Other teams sending the backup quarterback in there to take knees. So for some reason, the locker room allegedly took offense to that. So it was one last opportunity to say, fuck you. Yeah. You stop putting them out there to take the knees. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting situation, one that I've never seen before, at least as a Saints fan. Yeah. So it's like what in all re- in all reality, because I got called a fake fan. I got told that. Basically, I said I was actively rooting against the Saints. I was. I was hoping we would lose. I bet against them multiple times. Never cashed a ticket when I did. Uh, Obviously, we were on the Saints minus three last week, so we did cash that. But I was actively rooting for us to lose the game so we could get a better draft pick. Now we pick 14. Smack in the middle. We're not going to get shit. We'll take a lineman. Maybe we move up. Who knows? Maybe we move up to go get Trevor Penning, who isn't even going to fucking play for us anymore. And we're just getting rid of picks. They've swung and missed in the draft the last couple of years. I, I say that. I'll, I'll pause, I guess. Um, we've gotten key contributors, I guess. But the, the, the trading up to go get somebody has not worked. Yeah. If you look at Davenport or if you look at Peyton Turner or if you look at uh, Penning. So it's like what is the what does the future hold for the Saints? In all reality, Dennis Allen comes back, and then what do we do? We have a much tougher schedule. Yeah. So if you had to make your prediction right now, what happens? I don't know. I guess all signs point to him coming back right now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like him. The players don't seem to respect him. So If you had to bet on it, he gets fired next year? Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel the same. So it's like, why do you not just get out in front of it? What has he done in all reality? Everybody wants to talk. It, it's just, I know gaslighting is a new term being thrown around these days, but it's exactly what it is. They want to make you think that they did better than they actually did. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, oh, these Saints fans, they should be excited. Shut the fuck up, Derek Carr. Oh, the Saints rallied off blah, blah, blah wins down the stretch. Who'd we beat? The Falcons, the Panthers, the Giants with DeVito. Uh, we we beat the Bucks, who are looking fraudulent down the stretch. Um, I just don't understand... If it looks like shit and it smells like shit, it's shit. What's the difference? Oh, well, it's not actually shit. It just looks like it and smells like it. Nobody wants to be around something that looks and smells like shit. So we got to stop pretending it's something other than what it actually is. This season was a total fucking horrendous waste. We had a horrible, an easy schedule and a horrible division. And we won nine games, had to rally off wins down the stretch against subpar teams. Any good team we played, we didn't beat. What's there to be positive about? What what is why does Dennis Allen have this immunity apparently to come back and coach the team? And we're gonna what are we gonna do? Ship off our players? If they get rid of Marshawn Lattimore, I'm fucking done. I'm not <laughs> even kidding, dude. I waited so long. I used to say, I, "Why can we never get a lockdown corner? Why can we never get a guy who can just shut somebody down?" All those years of having dog shit. I thought Brandon Brown was fucking dumb. I was young. I was like, Brandon Browner is going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Brandon Browner. That was the biggest disappointment of my fucking life. How dumb to think that Brandon Browner was going to come in and be a shutdown corner. He was the worst of the fucking Legion of Boom. So I, when we got Lattimore and he started, like when he started doing what he was doing against Mike Evans and just completely locking him down, one of the top wide receivers in football in our division, 
I was like, holy shit. Like, we finally got the guy. If we're going to fucking get rid of him, if they ship him off, dude, I will be so mad. I, it, I really will. I will be so mad. Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job now, but Dennis Allen does. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I would send Dennis Allen. I would, pa- I would help Dennis Allen pack his fucking things if we could get Mike Vrabel. I don't know about you, but I think yeah. Mike Vrabel's a much better coach than Dennis Allen. Yeah, look at their last game. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, he, he's constantly had... He's got that chip. He's he had subpar talent. in the their season. Yeah. He's not friendly. I like that. No, I, I like Vrabel a lot. I would take Vrabel in a fucking heartbeat. And now they're talking about bringing John Gruden in. So we're just trying to form the fucking old Raiders. Fucking John Gruden would take this team to the promised land. <laughs> I would take him over Dennis Allen. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, why don't we stop trying to turn into the Raiders? Let's get away yeah, from anything with the fucking Raiders. Because they're like, I don't even know what position they would hire him to. It was like offensive analyst or something. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. All I do know is that we have the 14th pick. And we could have had like this, the 8th pick or the 7th pick. But we decided to go beat up on bullshit teams because we have a fucking moron as a head coach who's just trying to save his ass. So we saw him at that fucking event, dude. He was way too excited to be at this fucking dog runway show. He, he, it was right before the Atlanta game. He didn't care about that game. I don't know. I don't know. I was actively rooting for the Saints to lose. And, 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 I, and I feel like... I was justified in doing so. I don't care what anybody says. Did you see, you may not have, but um, apparently some Saints fans were, they started a GoFundMe to pay for a billboard that would say, like, fire Dennis Allen. Uh Did you see that? No. What a fucking dumb idea. They actually, they needed, like, $1,600. They got to, like, $700. I don't even think it should have to be said. Don't, don't give your money. To a GoFundMe page to put up a billboard. Apparently, it's not in. It's not happening anymore. Um, I was reading that. That's why I literally tweeted. I was like, "That's rich people shit." Like, what are you we're starting a GoFundMe for a fucking billboard? Never in my life would I pay anybody. You're tr- it's like that's very trusting of somebody you know on Twitter. Needless to say, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What I mean, what what is your what does your dad think? See, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't talked to him since. Um, not about the billboard, but about the future. Oh, of the he Saints. had the uh, he had any time touchdown score prop for Jamal Williams. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking so awesome! Like fucking cashing in. That is fucking awesome, uh, dude. He better love Jameis. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the biggest slap in the face that you could possibly do to your coach. Your coach told you to go take a knee. You said, "Fuck you." and handed the ball to Jamal Williams in a game when we're up 40. And I understand the logic behind, like, their explanation. Makes sense to me. I understand. You're running up the scores of Falcons. Who gives a fuck? But for Dennis Allen to come out and open his press conference with a, I'm sorry to Arthur Smith. I'm sorry to the Atlanta Falcons. That's not the way we want to play around here. It's like, dude, what are you talking? We want to carry ourselves with this class and integrity. It's like, shut the fuck up. Do you know? Do you Have you looked around? We're not a city full of class and integrity. The fuck? <laughs> Shove it down their fucking throat. Step on their fucking neck until they cannot breathe anymore and then step harder. He's a fucking, he's a bitch, dude. He's a bitch. Everyone out there knows it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Dennis Allen will be fired. 
There is no point in waiting around. We might as well get out ahead of it, but we won't. We're going to ride it out. We're going to probably ship off some some cornerstone players of the franchise. Mickey Loomis is going to be loyal to a fault. And honestly, we should start fucking looking at Mickey Loomis and start asking questions. At yeah. this point, that's where I'm at. You passed up a lot of good head coaching candidates to bring in Dennis Allen. Hand up. I said I would have gave him the job because of the continuity on the defensive side of the ball and blah, 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 blah. We say dumb things, but you got to be able to understand that, okay, that was stupid. We should move on now. We should go elsewhere. It's time. We won't do it. We're going to play a tougher schedule next year. Derek Carl yell at some more teammates, and he'll pray a lot, and he'll miss open receivers. And he played great down the stretch. Great's a stretch, but he played better down the stretch. I understand. I can acknowledge that. He still isn't good. So it's a dark day to be a Saints fan. It's been a dark day for a while. It's going to be a dark season going forward. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe we shock the world in a package trade. We send Derek Carr and Dennis Allen to the fucking CFL, and we trade up and go get Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into – I don't really have anything else. What else happened? Anything? Okay, let's John, get into – Morant's out for the season. Yeah. Hurt his shoulder, but his trigger finger's fine. Um, all right, let's get into the national championship recap. Joseph, I'll allow you if you want to say anything before we take our victory lap, I guess. Um, Not really. Just kind of – being the only one on Washington, it was kind of a frustrating game to watch. It was aggravating. Oh, I figured as much. Yeah. It um okay, so a lot of the little things. Yeah, we'll the get into it. Attention to detail. We'll we'll get we'll we'll kind of break it all down because All right, we'll just we'll start from the top. Michigan won the national championship 34 to 13. Uh four and a half point favorites. What I said happened exactly was as I said, as soon as we're done recording, a, a four will become available. I don't know if that was a mix up with our book. I didn't see a four. It, the four was there for 10 minutes. We pounced on it and then it never came back. I never saw it go back to four. And I never saw it at four at any of the major sports books. Yeah, it came to four on uh ESPN at one point. After we recorded? Yeah, after okay. we bet too. Okay. So yeah, my uh, my book gave me a four. I pounced on it quick. Dude, sometimes the hooks scare me away. You you were right. You said you would have bet more on, or you would have liked it even at a higher number. Turns out to be correct. 34 to 13 win. A four, I would have felt much better. When I saw the four, I bet a, one of my larger bets of the season on it. Um, but sometimes those hooks fucking scare me away, dude. Um, so yeah, 34 to 13, Michigan covers the number. The total does go under. Uh, what, what, any main takeaways to start? Um, yeah, it was like, so obviously Michigan had success running it early on, like more success than you could imagine. But, um, after that, it was kind of a frustrating game for both offenses, mistakes being made, um, penalties on Washington's side of the ball. They were, uh, missing open guys Yeah, that could have changed the dynamic of this game, but, um. There was a there was a drive. Oh, at before halftime, the guy not going out of bounds like that's so a dumb. that was an easy chance for Michigan to get points there. That was so. There were so many um, mistakes made by players in in the biggest game. Yeah, I felt like so. First off, this I was like, oh, we're gonna have a repeat of last year. That was looking like they were about to go up twenty one yeah. to three, and we're gashing them in the run game. I think Michigan had 303 yards rushing on the game. I think they had over 200 in the first half. Yeah. So it looked like, okay, 
Washington's dead in the water, and we're not even out of the first quarter yet. Credit to Washington's defense, I guess, to get enough stops that they managed to kind of crawl back into the game. Um, would you agree that the score doesn't indicate how close it was? Um, I felt like it was about to be a blowout, and then I was a little worried there for a second. I just felt like Michigan kept having the opportunity to shut the door. I felt and they like wouldn't. they should have been up by more at halftime. I Yes, I agree. So on that... Yeah, I didn't think it should have been a seven-point game at halftime. Yes, I agree with that. and I feel, But that worried me that, I mean, Michigan scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. One of it was obviously the pick six, and then Corum seals it down the stretch. Um, yeah, I, I felt like my number one takeaway, to be quite honest, is that J.J. McCarthy's not good. Yeah. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy is not good. They had him projected as a first-round pick like coming into the college football playoff. JJ McCarthy's not a good quarterback. If he was if he was a if Penix was on Michigan, they win by 50. Mm-hmm. Which I understand Penix did not play well. Yeah. Penix played probably his worst game of the season, one of them. Penix looked like that five-game stretch where they were like, "Ooh, he must be hurt because he was playing poorly and they were playing a lot of these games close against Arizona State and squeaking by wins. And they were like, he must be nursing something. Uh, He didn't look good. He was missing a lot of throws. It was kind of like what we talked about. He was so deadly accurate against Texas that it was one of those, you got to tip your cap if he's able to do that again against a better defense, a better secondary, a better pass rush. And he was missing a lot of throws. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, who was it, Odunze? Wide open. Wide open would have complete on a fourth and seven. Wide open busted coverage would have completely turned the game around for Washington. He missed the throw, but Michigan made their fair share of mistakes too. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with Michigan's defensive line as well. Yeah, that the pocket collapsed so much quicker than it did against Texas, and it showed because Penix was nowhere near as mobile in the pocket. He couldn't move around as much like he did the against Texas and make those throws. That yeah, he, made. he didn't have enough time. Yeah, and he's he's mobile enough, but I didn't it didn't worry me like, oh, his mobility's gonna be a problem. I felt like if anything, which he did, I felt like JJ McCarthy's legs would be of the two quarterbacks, JJ McCarthy's legs would play a bigger role. And it did. When they were backed up on that third down, the scramble up the gut, yeah. that was a huge play. A gigantic play. Uh and I don't even think they scored on it, but they were able to flip field position. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because six dropped the pass over yes. the – that was the second mistake number six made for Michigan. Yes. Not going out of bounds and then the second half dropping the crossing route. Yes. So, again, you felt better about it than I did. You said you would have laid a bigger number. Um, there was no way I was going to take Washington, but I was hesitant at the four and a half. Like I said, sometimes the hook scares me away. But it did have a very similar feel to last year of just an overall better team kind of playing the Cinderella story. And I said, so I sat right here. I said it would go against everything that I made that mistake last year. I was like, I can't do it again. I can't. That was the worst bet I've ever placed in my fucking life. You let me do mm-hmm. it. You sat right there and you're like, oh, I feel good about doing it. And you fucking, no, I know you let me, you let me fucking take TCU. You didn't say, Hey, you should switch. That should have been you. That's half on you. I was hitting over here on an Island. I understand. You should have, you should have fucking talked us off. Hey, we're riding away in the boat. You should have said, "Hop back on the island." <laughs> um, no, it felt it felt similar to that. It just a team that is 
it's one of the main things when I'm handicapping games. If you have a superior advantage in the trenches, it's hard for me to not bet on you. And I got wrapped up in goddamn TCU last year. I'll never forget it. I hope Max Duggan never plays in the NFL. Um, I said I felt like Michigan would be able to get pressure with four. And if they're able to do that, you have an extra guy in coverage. And a one or even two extra guys dropping back in coverage. If you can get pressure with four, which I don't even know. Did they even sack him once? I think they got uh, him they once. They got one sack. Yeah, back inside the 10-yard line. That was a big one, too. Um, when you're able to generate pressure like that, it makes life a lot easier. Um for the secondary and and I, I I mean I think you texted you said you were like I, I want to see him get a little bit more pressure here and they kind of started to they didn't get as much as I thought they would but it was like enough the way they were like later sending on they the got pressure. a lot of pressure though. yeah in the beginning though it's like it was just the way they were sending the pressure was enough to rattle him and kind of get him mm-hmm. off this rhythm and, and and get him out of sync a little bit but what they were able to do in the run game is exactly what we expected so the most sustainable way to score points is to run the football and like i said it, it takes one sack to throw your drive off if you're an air raid to or any team and not even just an air raid team but when that field condenses and you're in the red zone it's much more difficult to throw if you can't have a busted coverage or an over the top or whatever it becomes a lot more difficult to operate down there in the red zone and we saw them Early, obviously, the first drive, they settled for a field goal. It came down to a fourth down, which was a great throw. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he was wide open, too. Was and ho- there was, was holding. Yes, on the side. Yeah. first down anyway. Yes. So, but, I mean, still, needless to say, they got down there, and then you, you're stuck. You're on a fourth down conversion opportunity. If they don't get that, it's just – it's a lot more difficult. If you can't run the ball, which they couldn't, Dylan Johnson came in, banged up, and then the first play of the game hurt his ankle even more. He had 11 carries for 33 yards on the, on the day – Washington had 46 rushing yards. You're not going to, against a defense like this, with a rushing attack on the other side like this, it was, I texted you as soon as I said, I was like, milking the clock. Mm-hmm. And then they gave it right back, and Washington put together like a five-minute scoring drive. I was like, motherfucker. But it was looking like they were going to be able to just sit on it, sit on it, sit on it, and, and go down and score and go up 21-3. to three. And that would have essentially been the nail in the coffin. It's just... One, it felt good. I gotta say, like like he said, it sucked to watch. I I totally understand. That's how it's like last year. The game was dead after the. Yeah. We were halfway through the first drive, opening game, opening drive of the game. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to sit here and watch. It was fucking sixty three to three. Um, it felt good to when it goes the way you think it's gonna go. It's very validating and it's a good feeling, especially to end the season that way. I don't think people fully understand the the grind of like how much research goes into these picks as well as just doing the show, uploading the show, making clips. All of, There's a lot that goes into it, which we're not done. Obviously, we still have the NFL and then we will have March Madness. But it felt good to fucking end the season with, with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's not as aggravating. Um, like it did look like it was about to be a blowout. And it's not as aggravating when it is a blowout. But then. It was 20 to 13 for the longest time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just kept punting back and forth. And when it's 20 to 13, you know, you, you if you score one touchdown, you're right there. Or even, even for you, half even point. for you, a field goal. Even a field goal, you're right there. So what was frustrating is during that 20 to 13 stretch, the hope. Well, and the small fucking mistakes that kept happening. Like mm-hmm. Adunze catching that deep ball and then it coming back because yeah. of dumbass 
72 or 73 holding. Yeah, and, and that was questionable. Um, it, was, I, it was a hold, I in think. In slow motion, it looked questionable. I think in real time, I think it was a hold. that looked like a hold because yeah. I saw him fall. No, I saw it, it looked live. like he was thrown yes. live. Well, that yes. was one of those drives that they ended up punting. It's like, what if they do go score? And then also the third and three that, oh, God, the running back just Drops open. the ball, drops just the ball. A, oh, yeah. yep. Wide open drop. That's a drive they were moving on. And that's kind of what I said with Dylan Johnson being out, dude. Yeah. None of these other big. guys have touched the fucking ball. It was big. If you look big. at the backup running backs, non-existent, basically. So to have them thrusted into a national championship game, the Dylan Johnson injury honestly played a big role in my – I would have still took Michigan, but it made it even easier there because he's a 1,000-yard back, multi, like double-digit touchdowns. Um and was a non-factor. You and could he tell has as soon one as of the biggest um, shares in all of college yeah. football. He's up there, and he's good in pass protection. All of that. He's a, he's a really good player, and you could tell immediately. Which it, obviously it looked like he reaggravated it. He kind of got rolled up on right off the bat, but that was bound to happen. It's fucking football. If you come in with a hurt ankle, your ankle's gonna mm-hmm. you, you're gonna reaggravate it. You could tell when he got the ball. Credit to him for fucking grinding it out and playing because yeah. that's got to be such a shitty feeling to get to the national championship and know, like, uh, you're handicapped, basically. Um, but you could tell when he got the ball. He he didn't have any pop. It was going nowhere. There was a couple times where there was a hole, and it just he, he would have probably normally been able to hit the hole. The defense collapsed. You got to tip your cap to Michigan on a season surrounded by controversy, and are they cheating, stealing signs? You got people fucking going rogue on the opposing team sideline, dressed in Central Michigan gear. It was a story storybook season for the ages. Um, with that being said, what would you make the 2019 LSU versus Michigan line? Oh, I don't know. They would um, be favored by more than a better Clemson team that we played, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, get handicap it right now. Well, I don't just know. Off Probably the top like of eight head. points, something yeah, like that. That's what I was saying. I said I had seven and a half in my head. I think we win by 40. I think you just make it seven and a half because it's a national championship game and you can't make it 23 and a half. 2019 LSU would beat the dog shit out of this Michigan team. J.J. McCarthy just went 10 of 18 for 140 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. LSU would have 14 points on the first two drives. Mm-hmm. And then what are they going to do? You can't run the ball. J.J. McCarthy's going to have to do something. They're trying to say, like, this is one of the best teams of all time. Let's pump the fucking brakes. <laughs> yeah. Let's pump the fucking brakes. You know you're the best when you're the team that they compare everybody to. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you're the best. You don't even have to say you're the best. When it's every year, how would this team stack up against 2019 LSU? Or 01 Miami. Yeah, exactly. Two teams. Yeah, or you can go even back to Nebraska when they fucking didn't know what a pass was. So it, it makes no sense. You had... Just look at NFL rosters. The number one, number two wide receiver in the NFL right now, we're both on the same team. Top three quarterback in football in the NFL right now was on LSU. Like, it's not even a question. It's funny how everybody tries to say it and make their argument and this and that. LSU would fucking beat the brakes off this Michigan team. It would not even be close. It wouldn't even be close. Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback than J.J. McCarthy in college ever, ever could even hope to be. Combined, these two teams went three of 24 on third down. Yeah. That's crazy. You got to definitely tip your cap to Michigan's defense. Uh, the the corner that's coming back next year, number two, Johnson. Yeah. Um, 
great moments and some bad moments too. Obviously, the holding got beat a couple times. Uh, that interception was fantastic. That was a great fucking play to catch it, have it knocked out, and still be able to secure it. Uh, he had a, a couple other good plays as well. Um, yeah, it felt good. It really did. It felt good to to sit back. Obviously, made a nice chunk of change, but then just to sit back and see it go the way you thought it would go. And um, I mean, more so you than me, but still, that that was the path. I was like, Michigan's going to win. This is the path. This is how it's going to play out. This is how I it, it was a good handicap, basically. So, because um, I saw a lot of people saying like they don't have a like notable guys that I respect their opinion. They're like, ah, I don't have a play. I don't feel good about it. So, um, yeah, it felt good. Domination, exactly the way Michigan wanted to play. I, I, I mean, it still went under. Clearly, the under was the the, the play. Nobody really expected Washington only have thirteen point zero points in the fourth quarter, um, but thirty four to thirteen, you had a pick six. You had a near scoreless drive with the fourth down conversion for the touchdown. You had through the kickers, both of them sucked. When he almost doinked that first kick, fucking cleft lip. Oh when yeah, he almost doinked that first one. I was like, oh, dude. And then Michigan banked one off. Yes. the upright end for the extra point. Yep. So, we'll recap. Um, obviously, could have been a better season. Don't get me wrong. We're not uh, happy with it, I guess. But who am I fucking kidding? I'm happy with it after the last two years. Uh, it's been some down years. I was thinking about it. We had such a good first season, which that wasn't like our first time ever betting on football or anything like that, but it was our first time doing a podcast and giving out bets. And a lot less people were doing it. Yes, it's so, people. yeah, it, it took it's off. It's overinflated now. It is opinion. annoying because it's like, it's not like we were first, don't get me wrong, but we were fucking well before this wave of, it was well before it was legal. Legality, yeah. And, and everybody's, every fucking body's giving picks out now. It is annoying because it definitely dilutes the, the quality. Like nobody's... All these people, if everyone's giving out picks, not everybody's putting time in. And fucking that, what's his name? Clay Travis is giving out picks on Twitter and shit. It's like, what do you fucking know? Yeah. That, that's the problem. So anybody who's listened long term knows that we're fucking, I have a routine in, in football season where I'm dedicating days, like one specific day all day to dive into handicapping games and then even, and then some. So... You can't take picks from everybody. I'm not saying you have to take picks from us. I've always said, listen to other people's opinions, but don't listen to everybody's opinion. Find the people that know what the fuck they're talking about. In the five years we've done this podcast, you're five and oh, I'm four and one with the one we, we know about the worst bet of my life. Um, that's proven success in the Super Bowls. We do very well. Five and oh, in five years, betting the college football national championship all against the spread. And I'm four and one. I mean, I, I don't know what else needs to be said. We, we we do well in the Super Bowls. Yeah, and I think we're both three and one in Super Bowls. Yeah. And we've hit dude, the whatever you and I'm not I'm not taking that's why I say this is kind of a victory lap, but it's more of a just the proof is in the pudding. The ta- it, it speaks for itself. We don't charge you for the picks. We're doing it because we want to do it. We're gonna bet on it. Might as well give them out. Take everything with a grain of salt if you want to, but it, I mean I don't know what more needs to be said. So we cover Michigan minus four and a half. Brings me to 87, 82, and five. Eight and 12 in my locks of the week. 
You were also on Michigan minus four and a half, 65, 61 and three, 10 and 10 in your locks of the week. Joseph, you were on Washington, but that overall brings you to what? 55 and 50 and also eight and 12 in my locks. So what's that percentage? We're like all fucking it's like right on the right around it. He'll he'll edge us out, I yeah. think, just barely. It ain't that well, yeah. you're fifty five and fifty, so you have okay, yeah. So you'll yeah, have seventy percent. Yeah. Regular season. Yeah, I don't I mean what, bowl season kinda. Uh, yeah. 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 Bowl season didn't mean not that bad, actually. <laughs> I'm happy for you guys. I think I was three games over five hundred, but last year bowl season did us in. But the turnaround I had to make down the stretch, dude. It's one for the ages. So that week before college football, I mean, before conference championships, that was a fucking necessary turnaround. And then same thing in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, a profitable year, but not one that, uh, oh, what I was saying, I got sidetracked, sorry. That first year, we did so well. We we had, obviously, like I said, we bet in the past. It was just our first year doing a show. Burrow with the Heisman, obviously. But then we both were right around 60% against the spread. But then COVID hit. And everything kind of changed. That next year was obviously a one-off. Like, nobody had experienced anything like that when sports betting. And then even the following year, like, you have the, everybody has an extra year. A lot of players coming back. Like, unprecedented things. So, we had such a good year. And then, which you you had a good year that following year. But I kind of regressed back to the the mean, or, or the median. But, um, so I was like, I wonder how much that affected it. Because... I mean, I had more success of the year before as well, like similar success the year before betting college football than that first year of the podcast. And then the two years after that, I felt like it's like, I wonder how different it was, you know? Um, yeah. Like how much effect COVID and all that had. Yeah. COVID was a hard year because there was only 10 regular season games all, yeah. all within conference. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, we did well. I felt like we did well though. I did well. I don't think we did. No, we didn't do bad. I'm just saying, like, you did better than I did. But I'm saying just I wonder, because the previous two years, I was right around 500. And so I was just I was just thinking about it. Like, I wonder how much that affected things. Like, Because, I mean, you do have players coming back for an extra year, and it just shakes up everything a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the transfer portal and stuff is changing a lot of things. Yeah. Next year, I'm excited for next year. The playoff yeah. expanding. Yeah. Teams coming to the SEC. Yeah. That's another thing, too. LSU is about to be a 2025 powerhouse. Yeah. Number one quarterback, number one running back, number one wide receiver. And that helps recruiting. <laughs> Who doesn't want to come play with the fucking number one at every position? Yep. Um, so that that's something to be excited about for sure. But, um, but all right. So that does wrap up the college football season. Uh, it's been a, a – Roller coaster of a ride. It always is. If you are just here for college football picks, we appreciate you coming along uh, for the ride. If you want to stick around for the NFL picks, we are going to give out every NFL playoff game. But if not, then we will see you again come late July, early August when we start getting back into the swing of things. But yeah, we look ahead to the first round of the playoffs. We'll recap real quick and then we'll dive into that. I had the Ravens plus four. I backed uh, former Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley. I didn't know it was going to be that much of a torrential downpour, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. They still had a chance there down the stretch. We just needed one drive out of Tyler Huntley. 
he sucks. So uh, couldn't get it done. Saints minus three, they cover. Buccaneers minus four and a half, they cover. We, we go 2-0 and in the NFC South. Patriots minus one and a half. This was a frustrating one. Um, it was a snowball. If I'm being completely honest, hand up. I, I didn't check the weather the way I should have. I knew there was snow in the forecast. I didn't know there was a blizzard in the forecast. That completely changed the dynamic of things. Brees Hall is obviously the best running back on the field. And the Jets were able, whatever. The Patriots don't cover. Bills minus three against the Dolphins. The It came down to it a little bit there. Josh Allen is overrated. I, I will say I've been saying it for a while now. But Josh Allen's not very good. He is and he isn't. It's the kind of the weirdest thing that I've seen because he will turn the ball over, but then he'll also lead the league in touchdowns. So needless to say, though, the Dolphins did not look very good. Uh, Bills went 21-14. to 14. Dolphins had three scoreless quarters. Um, I go three and two. Brings me to 49 and 44, nine and nine in my locks of the week. You had your usual three plays. You went two and one. Yeah, I had the Saints minus three for the lock. Um, I had the Cardinals plus two and a half. I thought the Cardinals were going to win the game. Yeah. They got the ball to the Seattle 30 yard line with like 60 seconds left, and then they had a couple negative plays. Mm-hmm. Made it a 51 yard field goal that Prater missed at the end of regulation. Yep. So they, they lost the game by one point. But they covered the spread. And then uh, <laughs> Jacksonville. Jacksonville started off so good. Dude. Now they're not in the, even in the playoffs. That is crazy. It really is. Like, what were they, 8-3? and three? Yep. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not good. Trevor Lawrence is not good. And I said it when he got drafted. I didn't think he would be good. Mm-hmm. 8-3. And then I kind of—it's my fantasy quarterback this year, so you know you know a little bit about yeah. about buying any your fantasy quarterbacks. Granted, George was the best. <laughs> I player benched football. Lawrence in the championship for Derek Carr, so that just to put you how I thought Lawrence. Oh, was I remember playing. with Mahomes and the in the offensive struggles of the Chiefs, but yeah, I forgot you had Lawrence too. Yeah, no, he dude. Understand, he got hurt. Blah blah blah. Whatever. He's playing. He's not that good. He's not. He's he's another one that kind of just got anointed as like we all thought he would take this step. This year, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He's the same, if not regressed, with a ton of weapons around him, a ton of weapons. There's literally there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah, um, Kirk getting injured kind of hurt their offense a good bit, but but still, you still it did, yes. But they still have guys though. They're yeah. and who who they they played the Titans six and eleven. It, it Vrabel's fired. Tajay Spears is good. Yeah, he is. He's very good. Derrick Henry played his last down as a Titan. Oh, yeah. Sounded like it. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. No, career. I was just thinking back to the Panthers game. Mm-hmm. What, with the Bucks? Yeah. Nine and nothing. Now that I think about it, we, though, with the uh, DJ Chark fumble at the diving in the end zone and then the other mm-hmm. touchdown coming back. Yeah, we could have been in the playoffs. Yeah. I didn't even see the game. Yeah, no. D- there was. So I could have covered. DJ Chark. <laughs> Were you on the Panthers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, bad. It bad, was six but. to nothing for a long time. Well, early in the game, DJ Chark, it was like an 80 yard touchdown. He was going to score, but he's diving and he gets hit like right before he goes in the end zone, fumbles it out for a touchback. <laughs> oh, and then it's six nothing. And then the Panthers, like, 
I forget what type of play it was, but they scored a touchdown on it. It was a legal formation. There wasn't enough guys on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yep. No, the Buccaneers looked terrible, but they did cover four and a half. So, yeah. Um, one rule about the NFL: don't bet on the worst teams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I go three and two. You go two and one. Joseph, what did you do? Two and two. Again, you were two and two last year, yeah, last week, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Didn't hit my lot, unfortunately. Kind of had a bad taste in my mouth with that cold Colts and Texans game. They score, um, and they miss the extra point, which would put it at 48 if the Colts went down and score. So that was bad. Um, then the Panthers, a bad pick. And uh, the two that I hit was the Saints hopped on that with you guys, and then the Cowboys minus 13 and a half sweat free. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I, I was questioning if the – Commanders would lose by two touchdowns two weeks in a row on their home field. They did. Yeah. Uh, or I think, yeah, Commanders were at home, right? Yeah, they were. It was a road game for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I know they blocked a punt in that one. It, it would, yeah, it was never in doubt. All right, we look ahead to the wild card round of the NFL playoffs again. For the third time, we will have a play for every single game. Um, First one. The team that you sent the guy to that they paid a – a billion dollars and it's not looking great. And now they're turning back the clock with a, with one of the, uh, a legend of the game, if you will, the Browns taking on the Texans, the Browns are two and a half point road favorites. The total sits at 44 and a half, regardless of what happens in this game, you got to tip your cap to Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco one hit the season win total for the Browns. Yep. But has completely turned back the clock understands to throw the ball to his best player in Amari Cooper, who went for 400 yards basically in one game. But dare I say he's on a similar team to the makeup of the Super Bowl Ravens. Not spectacular on the offensive side of the ball. Great defense. The Browns are good. With that being said, I'm going to take the Texans plus two and a half on their home field. Okay. I don't feel great about it. Uh, I, I don't I don't love it. But C.J. Stroud's good. This one, I literally wrote it down. It's not on this paper. I wrote it down on my other paper while I was at work. This one seems so easy to take the Browns. It really does. Less than a field goal. That defense, rookie quarterback, it seems like a home run take the Browns. That's why I'm going to take the Texans. (laughs) Do a little switcheroo. Who are you taking, Joseph? I'll take the Browns. Maybe I'm a... You love the Browns. Maybe I'm a sucker. Yeah, I I love the fucking Browns. I know you're taking the Browns. Uh, I don't know. This one's tough to me. It is. So they just played. Uh, CJ Stroud was out. Um, yes. And Flacco looked great. Taking yep. the Texans. You are? Yeah. I got the Browns, but I'm going to take the Texans. I think it's a fucking shit play. It's a trap. No, this is one of those. <laughs> look, it is. It is. I literally, it's so obvious that the Browns are going to cover this I game. I wasn't even paying attention that they played recently. That just helps the Texans, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it is a home run. Not even a question. The Browns are going to cover this game. It's the easiest bet of the entire wild card round. And that's why the Texans are going to win outright. I'll take the Texans. Yeah, we got it. And we can all thank me. It's two and a half even money. On their home field? I'll take the Texans. They're not even supposed to be here. (laughs) But because the Jaguars are trash, they're here on the turf, home field, C.J. Stroud. (laughs) Joe Flacco? Who the <laughs> fuck is Joe Flacco? <laughs> the defense better make some fucking plays. Oh, they're yeah, going to make some plays. Gonna, I think they that's the to. difference. I'm serious. No, they have to. Will, I think Will the Texans Anderson? are going to uh, turn turn the t- 
turn the ball. Uh, this is going to be the Cinderella gonna story. They're going to turn the Browns over. This is going to be the Cinderella story. They're going to make the Browns turn the ball over. And we're going to all be like, damn, I'm so glad that Logan fucking. <laughs> yeah, but was I able got to so many it. notes back in the Browns. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Fuck it. Well, this is the way I, I looked at it at first. The Browns, their number one total defense, number one passing defense, number one third down defense. <laughs> I don't know if the Texans' 22nd rank rushing attack is enough to take the pressure off of Stroud, but we're talking about um, Flacco. He's he's played phenomenal in the five games that he started, 325 passing yards per game, 13 touchdowns, but he does have eight interceptions he does in turn those the ball five over. games. Yes, so. yes. That's the one thing that I was worried about taking the Browns. I'm switching a Ruski and um, making that the the point of why we have to take the Texans. Now. Yes, eight interceptions in five games, dude. Honestly, it was the most simple handicap of all time. It, you look at this. There is no fucking way you should take the Texans. The Browns are the superior team every way you look at it. That defense is a fucking juggernaut. C.J. Stroud is going to have a welcome to the NFL moment in the playoffs. And the Texans are going to win. C.J. Stroud might go for 400 yards and four touchdowns. He is going to introduce himself, even though we, we've already been introduced. His first go-round in the playoffs, the Texans are so far ahead of schedule, they picked second in the draft last year. C.J. Stroud is about to light up the Cleveland Browns, and Joe Flacco is going to throw three interceptions. This should be my lock. It's not, but it should have been. It should have been. Jesus Christ. This is the... It doesn't make sense, but it's the easiest play. Browns going to win by 40. Um, all right, so we have a consensus. You're going to give the Houston Texans points on their home field in the yeah. playoffs? Come on. <laughs> against And they're going to stick it to fucking Deshaun Watson, who will be up there in the suite. He probably still has the suite from when he was in Houston. He'll get the same one, and they'll fucking stick it to him. Yeah, you, there's a massage table. In there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Treated up there. <laughs> I really do think that the public is going to be all over the Browns because it's the smartest pick. It just makes too much sense. And that's why the Texans are going to win. Second game on Saturday, uh, the AFC wild card. Dolphins, Chiefs. Chiefs are four-point favorites at home. The total sits at 43.5. Going to be cold. Going to be cold. Talking single digits. Snow? Don't see any snow, but we're talking single digits. I'll give you an exact uh, update on the weather, but... Who feels good? Because I don't. Um, I think I feel okay. Which way are you going? Not great. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Okay. If I'm being honest. Defense. If I'm being honest, I am going to go over. 43 and a half unless I can get a better number. Um, I... If the Chiefs are going to cover this number, the offense is going to have to wake up. It's got to. With that being, and I and I worry. I understand the Dolphins are going to cold weather. The Dolphins don't want to go to cold weather. They literally are in South Beach, Miami. But I'm going to go over forty three and a half. Just feels too low. Which side are you leaning? Um, Dolphins. If I, it just four points for a team that was looking like they were going to be. The clear-cut favorites at one. I mean, they trounced the Broncos by seventy. You would, and this is the return of Tyree Kill for what that's worth. What's the update on Waddle? Anything? I haven't seen any. Mostert should come back. 
Is it three or four? I thought I saw a three earlier. No, it's four. We might be able to get a three and a half with the Chiefs. I saw er, just a see. minute ago before uh, we got here. No, not what I'm looking at here. I'll take the Chiefs minus four. Yeah, it's um, you know, I'm gonna take the Dolphins as well, just because. I think it's two. The Chiefs are gonna win by a field goal. I think when you look at the the team this year for the Chiefs, the one positive note they've had on offense is being able to run the football. But the Dolphins have the seventh ranked rush defense in the NFL. When the Chiefs can't run it, like we saw a couple weeks ago, they struggled to run against the Raiders. And the Raiders somehow beat them without throwing a pass for the last three quarters or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, and then on the other side, I think the Dolphins, their emphasis or their key to the game on offense has to be to establish the run early. Um, I think they can do it against the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense, if there is a weakness on it, it's against the run. Um, but yeah, I think it's just too many points here. I think the Chiefs probably win this game by a field goal. What uh, is the update on Mostert? Um, he's limited at practice. Okay, so he'll probably go in some capacity. But I think they've Dude. just been keeping him out out of precaution. Yeah. A-chan. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was good at A&M, but that motherfucker is good, dude. That one move he put on the guy, uh, I don't know if it was a safety linebacker or whatever, the juke inside to the left was nasty. And obviously he's done that quite often this year when he was healthy. They can clearly run the football. Tua's going to have to play well. I'm going over and the Dolphins because I think for the Dolphins to cover this number, they're going to have to put some points on the board. They're just they're going to have to. Mahomes in the playoffs, he still managed to get himself a home game. Um, I think the Chiefs will put enough points on the board here. If, if We can get in the end zone three times, I think. So we fucking better. But, yeah, I'll take the Dolphins and I'll take the over. We go to Sunday, staying in the AFC, the Steelers and the Bills. The Bills are 10-point favorites. The total sits at 36.5. You want to talk about snow? Snow. This is the snow game. We're talking a lot of snow from what I saw. And I saw 35.5 earlier. Um. Okay, you're going over? No, I'm, I my, my total is just a lean. Okay. Um, I'm waiting to see what y'all, what side There's 36. It's the lowest. 36? FanDuel, at least. What day? This is on Sunday. Yeah, dude, we've got... Oh, yeah. What time's kick? 12? Oh, it's going to be snowing all day. All day. I'm going to take the under. I'm going under. I'll take under 36. What are your thoughts? I'm going Bills. That's the way I would lean. I don't know how you. I don't know how you confidently take the Steelers. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, mean, no TJ Watt. Yeah, that's yeah, that's TJ true. TJ Watt's out, and the Steelers' defense is like not that good. No, in yard uh, in yards allowed, twenty second in yards allowed, nineteenth against the run. I think the Bills probably able to run it a little bit better this week than they they were able to against Miami last week. Um. You better Snowball, hope, say you better, fucking. You better hope it's not that much snow. Josh Allen, they're all going to be running, no passing. I'm just saying, I, I got, I have the most experience with snow games this year. <laughs> Last week, Patriots, Jets, Devontae Parker was trying to run an out route. It was like he was running. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it. it was, it was like when you're running through a puddle of water and you're trying to walk on the water, but your shoes are just getting wet. But you're like doing some shit like that. That was him. He had yeah. no footing. I remember one time I bet on the uh, Titans. 
yeah, against playoffs. Green Bay. In the playoffs, right? No, it was uh, just a regular. It was a late regular season game, and it was snow. I was like, oh, yeah, Derrick Henry time. Were we at the casino? No. Oh, I could have swore that was it. Um, it was Sunday Night Football. Yeah. I remember that. And the fucking Packers were able to just run effortlessly oh, in yeah. the snow, <laughs> and the Titans looked like they didn't even want to play. <laughs> Yo, I do remember that. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll go under. Under I'll, what? I'll, under 36. All right, I'm going to take the under as well. I mean, it's tough whenever. I mean, at the end of the day. That was my lean. We're going to be selling out on run. Yeah. And I don't know that the Steelers find themselves in the end zone all that often. If they find themselves in the end zone twice, we're dead. So. Well, the success that they have been having has been coming from the run. The Steelers. Yeah. But Mason Rudolph. I One, I don't even know. How, the fact that he's back in the league after what Miles Garrett did to that poor kid. <laughs> um. Is Pickett healthy? I think he's just benched. Wow. He'll be back. Relax. <laughs> um, Relax. Yeah, I mean, it is a, that is a bit of a problem because zero chance Macraw ever does anything other than fucking sell fries in a drive through window. But uh, Pickett was my one opportunity, whereas his is Anthony Richardson. But, I mean, Anthony Richardson's career is over. Um, yeah, I'll go under 36. You're going to lay the points with the Bills? Yeah. All righty. The Bills definitely have uh, also figured out that they can run the football with Cook, who wasn't doing much, and then now he's over 1,100 yards. Granted, he's only got two touchdowns because they fucking give him all to Josh Allen, who's thrown 18 interceptions, I just noticed. Give me thoughts on Josh Allen. Is he overrated? Underrated? <laughs> rated just right? I think he just tries to do too much sometimes. Yeah, but... He I mean, and that's been like his career, but I guess this season, you know... They've been able to run the ball better this year than ever before with him at quarterback, but he's still not used to to that. Well, that's what I was saying. They kind of midway through the year, like we're like, oh, we can hand but it even to James la- Cook. The last game against the Dolphins, those two picks weren't weren't. Those were forced errors, you know. Yes, yes. Um, and the one touchdown they had, even the the one touch, I think he threw. I don't know if it was just one, but the off the helmet. And the dude makes an incredible adjustment to at the back of the end zone. He didn't play well at all. No. So, and he's kind of looked, he struggled this year for sure. He definitely, I don't know if he just can't read fucking cover two coverage or whatever, but he'll try to like throw it over the, the shallow DB and then the safety's right there just for an easy interception. I've seen him do it like five times. But all right. We switch over to the NFC, the second game on Sunday, 3.30 kick. Packers and Cowboys. This is an interesting one. Uh, Cowboys are at home, 7.5-point favorites. The total's 50.5. Cowboys are undefeated at home, 8-0. Packers are 4-5 and five on the road. Jordan Love has uh, flashed his capabilities multiple times this season and then obviously left a lot to be desired in other spots but has playing well as of late. Do you feel good about this? Um, no. I don't either. My lot, <laughs> but I got. Um, I'm sure, you'll like that. So I got. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. I got two plays. Okay, let's go side. We're gonna go three, two, one, and say the team the spread that you're taking. I'm not taking the full side. I'm taking a half of a side. Well, fucking that just kills that idea. Um, if I were to take a full side, you want me to? Yeah, say? let's do it. Let's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just say the team. You don't. But have to I'm say not the number. taking this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just say the team, though. You don't have to say the number. Three. Two, one, Packers. Packers. Packers plus seven and a half. All right, I'm scratching out the Cowboys' first half. 
Wait, what? Oh, that's your full. Okay, so you would take the Packers full game. I I'm would take the, the Cowboys. Cowboys minus four and a half and the Packers full game. Do we try to get fucking big brain? Thinking? But this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take the Packers. Um, That'll be a clip right there if that hits, where you're like you're looking up into the ceiling. You're like, I would. <laughs> you say I would take the Packers full game, but Cowboys. If that hits, dude, that's gonna that's gonna look perfect. Packers plus seven and a half, and the Packers over twenty and a half. Team total. Yeah. Okay. But the Cowboys are gonna be able to score here. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So if the if the um. Packers want a chance to win. They're going to have to find the end zone, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I like that rationale for sure. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm betting on Jordan Love. I'm betting on Jordan Love. As crazy as that, I mean, it sounds crazy when I said it to myself. Um, I think the Packers clearly are a much different team at home than they are away. I do have the futures bet. Or I'm sorry, Cowboys are a much different team at home than they are away. I do have the futures bet on the Cowboys. Um, I'll say it. I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. I always try to find an AFC and an NFC. We've sitting on a Ravens ten to one. It's now three to one. We're sitting on the Cowboys ten to one as well. It's like plus seven fifty. We're poised to find ourselves with a money making opportunity come Super Bowl time. But I will take the Packers plus seven and a half over a touchdown. I do agree. The Packers, the, the Cowboys are going to be able to score the football. So Jordan Love is going to have to have a good game. God help us. Uh, he is obviously this is his first season as a full time starter. You're now going into a hostile environment against one of the better teams in football. But, fuck it. We'll see what we can do. This is Joseph's Lock, so we'll come back to that. Um, Sunday night, 7 p.m. kick the Rams and the Lions. This one has gone from three to three and a half. It looks like it's down to three in favor of Detroit. Total sits at 51 and a half. I'll just, I'll go first. I'm going to lay the three with the Lions. They're six and two at home. The Rams, I've said it multiple times this year. The Rams have impressed me. I feel like the Rams have gone one. They hit a fucking home run in the draft, getting Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams. Yeah, both in the fifth round. Crazy, crazy. Top ten in their positions, respectively. Um, I'm gonna take the Lions minus three at home. Dan Campbell has to get this. Has to that this resurgence of Detroit. I it, it's fishy, it's stinky, it's whatever you want to call it. It ain't my lock, but I'm gonna lay the three with the Lions at home. Which okay. way are you going? Um, Lions. Okay. Anything other than it's a tough game for the Lions. It is. I. I think like and if this they, is Stafford going back to Detroit. Yep. Uh, Golf having to play his old team. Both of them. Yeah. I think the Lions have a ton of weapons. Amon or St. Brown's a stud. I understand he's banged up. Um, this is playoff football, though, so he'll be ready to go. Can we see Jamison Williams? Can he do something? Yeah, it's I know be he, up to golf not to do stupid shit. Yes. I know Jamison Williams was banged up. I don't know what his status is, but he would be a good addition to fucking take the top off the defense. But Jameer Gibbs, they're finally giving him the ball. It took fucking eight weeks to figure it out, but he's really good. David Montgomery, they're a really good one-two punch. Exactly what you said, Jared Goff. I mean, he's got 30 touchdowns on the year. Just don't turn it over. Just play smart football. The defense down the stretch has not looked spectacular uh, for Detroit, but you're at home. You got the home fans behind you. The Rams, like I said, the Rams are 
much better than I thought they would be coming into this year. I'll take the Lions minus three. Joseph, what are you taking? I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Uh, it's the highest total of the weekend. Um, rightfully so. These are two really good offenses. Um, playmakers all over the field on both teams. Uh, but I think both of these offenses move behind their running games with Kyron Williams on the Rams and uh, Gibbs and Montgomery, the one-two punch in Detroit. So I like the offenses to, sl- offenses to slow the game down and establish the run, and I think there can be some timely red zone stops in this one, specifically from Detroit being at home behind, behind their home crowd. So I'm, I'm going to take the under on the big number, 51.5. Okay. All right. Uh, the final game, Monday night. 7.15 kick. It is my lock. Is it your lock? Yeah. Interesting. Um, the Eagles and the Bucks. Philly's three-point road favorites. The total sits at 43.5. Joseph, you can go first, and then we'll go to the lock portion. I'm going to take the Eagles minus 2.5. Oh, is there a 2.5? Is there not? No, yeah. I mean, there very well may be. I don't know. what what What's an accurate number you can get for either side? What are the best number for the Bucks and the Eagles? Um, three is the best number for both. Okay. But DraftKings has plus three juice to minus 118. Okay. Minus 102 for Philadelphia. So, I mean, you could see it come to two maybe. Yeah. I mean, two and a half. As of this morning, that's when I wrote this. Um, I'll take a minus three. Okay. All right. Um. Any main reason why? Uh, not really. I just think that they're just the better team, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and I know they've struggled. Uh, both teams have struggled to close out the season, both uh, the Eagles and the Bucks. Um, and Baker Baker's had his moments this year, and I know Jalen Hurts has been struggling this second half of the season. I just, I still I just I even at even away I just think that the Eagles are just a better team all around. I know they've like I said they've been struggling and missing some guys on the season. But I think they could get it back together against a uh, against a not so great Bucks defense. Okay. Alrighty. We now will look ahead to our most important bets of the week, the locks of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. All right, my lock of the week in the NFL playoffs is going to be the Eagles minus three. The Buccaneers are fraudulent. The NFC South is horrific. The Eagles are also somebody that I said is fraudulent, and they have been limping to the finish line of this season. Jalen Hurts broke his finger nearly clean off, but the Buccaneers are not very good. There could be some rain later on in this game. Eagles lean on the run. Nick Sirianni said... It's it's fucking first and nine for them. They get into short yardage situations. We're doing the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. The Buccaneers aren't good. You saw it last week. Baker Mayfield has exceeded expectations. Sure, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. I don't think they will get back, but I don't think they're going home in the wild card round of the Buccaneers. I'm going to lay the minus three with the Eagles, and now we wait and see if we have a consensus. Oh, go ahead. No, the offense, Fire the cannons. The offense for the... Uh... Bucks hasn't been good. I don't know how they're in the playoffs. <laughs> 24th in the league in yards, 20th in points. The Eagles offense, although it's not what it was last year, it's still good. 
Um, the defenses are for these teams is really what what struggled this year against the pass. The Buccaneers are 29th, and on third down, they're 23rd. The Eagles have the 31st-ranked pass defense and 31st-ranked third-down defense. I'm going over 43.5 points for my lock of the week. I'll also take the Eagles, too. Okay. Because, sure. yeah, I just think they're – I mean, the Eagles' defense is bad. The Bucks' defense is bad, I think. When you look at the offenses, though, the Eagles have a significant edge there. So, yeah, this I'll, is a, I'll take the Eagles, too. This is a perfect example of how hard it is to go back to the Super Bowl. When you look at the Chiefs having their struggles, the Eagles having their struggles, the two best teams in the league last year, I mean, a fall from grace for sure. Um, Yeah, I, if the Eagles go home in the wild card round to the Buccaneers, the king of the fucking slums of the NFC South, Sirianni is going to – it's hard to say he'd be on the hot seat, but they've looked like dog shit. So, And they've been battling injuries, Jalen Hurts, all that. Limp into the finish line a little bit, but it's playoff football now. So it's time to lock in. It's time to do what you're supposed to do. The Buccaneers are not supposed to be here. So, All righty. That is our best bets for the wild card round in the NFL playoffs. We will recap real quick. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cowboys all day. Interesting. That's it. And I'm adding Knicks minus four and a half. Cowboys, I'm taking them both. First half, minus four and, and a half, game. and full game minus seven and a half. I think they covered the first half, but Packers yeah. covered full. No, I know, I know. I heard you. Uh, eight no. Cowboys won by seven. Eight no at home. <laughs> they're up seven at halftime. Eight no at home with a winning margin of twenty one and a half points on the season. I see that continuing here against a not so great Packers defense. Jordan Love, Jordan Love. Oh, Jordan Love, Jordan Love. He's great. He sucks. Who the He's fuck's going to gonna get... cover Jaden Reed? <laughs> you like because you have him in fantasy. Here we go with the fantasy He did light shit. it up. Here we go. With... No, he's good. He's very good. Let's look at who the Cowboys have played at home. Yeah, Shall... they've had some weaker competition. You don't have to look. They played the Jets at home. Yeah, you don't have to That's look. That's 1-0. They played the Patriots at home. 2-0. The Rams at home. 3-0. and win. Giants at home. 4-0. and Commanders at home. 5-0. and Seahawks at home, subpar offense. They allowed them to score 35 points. The Eagles at home, 7-0. And the Lions at home in a one-point win when they got hosed. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to look at that last game. Yeah, I agree. You know, the Packers, what the Packers did to the Lions on Thanksgiving. I think Jordan Love. And you got to draw from that. Obliterated. I think Micah Parsons is going to have a field day. We'll see. I'd be lying to you if I said I was disappointed to hear that you said that. (laughs) <laughs> I like that you... Uh, Ten games under 500, I'm getting back I this week. I hope not on this particular one. I'm changing <laughs> my take. The Packers are going to be down by seven on at halftime, but they're going to come back and win this football game. What do you mean you're changing? That's exactly what That's you what just you said. said. No, I, I said the Cowboys were going to be up by seven at halftime in the end of the game. They're going to lose this game at the end. Oh, the Packers are going to win? Yeah. Okay, okay. relax. <laughs> let's let's right. pump the fucking brakes here because I do have the Cowboys 10-1 to win the Super Bowl. They're not even making it out the wild <laughs> Let's not get carried away. All right? Let's pump the brakes. All right, to recap, I'm taking the Texans plus 2.5. It's the dumbest bet of the weekend. The Texans will win this game outright. Joe Flacco's going home. Give me the... Over 43.5 in Dolphins Chiefs. The under 36 in the Steelers and Bills. Snow, snow, snow means no, no, no points. Give me the Packers plus 7.5. The Lions minus 3. And my lock of the week, the Philadelphia E-A-G-L-E-S. 
Eagles minus three. I'm going Texans plus two and a half, Dolphins plus four, Bills minus 10, Packers plus seven and a half, Packers over 20 and a half, Lions minus three, Eagles minus three, and my lock of the week is the Eagles Buccaneers over 43 and a half points. Texans plus two and a half, Chiefs minus four, Steelers Bills under 36, Rams Lions under 51 and a half, Eagles minus three. Uh, Cowboys minus four and a half first half and from a lock of the week Cowboys minus seven and a half all right there you go that is our best bets of the week for the NFL wild card round I'm going to be completely honest with you this is one of my favorite times of the year I love the NFL playoffs when you finally get to it, it, it's a long season now you finally get to figure out what's what who's going home who's advancing um, that is our best bets of the week episode 179 is in the books do you have anything to say before we go see you later Go boys. All right. Again, hit subscribe everywhere. We appreciate it. It's been a great college football season. I said it before. I'll say it again. Thank you to everybody. If you only follow us for college football picks, we will be back like always come July, August, around that time. If this is where we say goodbye, we will see you then. If you want to stick around for the NFL picks, we will have a play for every game of the playoffs as well as the Super Bowl with a bunch of props. And then March Madness is right around the corner. Y'all have a good one. Who that? house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.